0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Diehard football fans all around the globe What is going on ladies and gentlemen and children out there Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Neek and Chuck Pro Football Talk Show And ladies and gentlemen and children Chuck and I would just like to mention that We are here We are here So we won't get fined Once again Neek and Chuck We are here Doing this show tonight so we won't get fired. (laughs) I just had to start us off with that, man, because uh, we're going to touch on it here in a second. But my main man, Marshawn Lynch, is in the Oakland Raiders facility today, basically kind of like a recruiting trip, recruiting trail trip. And um, he had a long talk with Jack Del Rio, the head coach and the general manager, Reggie McKenzie. And he has told the Raiders organization that he plans to unretire. And he wants to play for the Oakland Raiders um, in 2017. But we'll touch on that here in a little bit. We'll spend more into that. But anyway, let me introduce myself. I am your host, Neek. My co-host, my main man, Chuck, Mister C.
0: What's going on, man? Not too much, Neek. Another glorious, fabulous day. But hold on, man. You said uh, we got kids that listen to this show. I gotta, I gotta correct my language going forward. I ain't know that. I thought this was a adults only uh, environment. Nah, because you got to look at the time, man. we we talking about
1: West Coast time, 7 o'clock your time, Central time, 9 o'clock my time. And a lot of the children usually don't go to bed until about nine thirty, ten o'clock. Sometimes, man, they just can't get enough of us. They want to sneak us in in their room where they're supposed to be laying in the bed. They got the little headphones. So, oh, I got to turn on the Nick and Chuck. I'm glad my parents ain't around because I just got to hear that hot fire. I just got to hear Nick say, got your mouth. Got cut. <laughs> you know, and I got to hear Chuck get his ran
0: on and this and that.
1: So, hey. Hey, listen, man.
0: Okay. All right. That's good to know. I, I'm going to watch my language going forward. <laughs> All
1: right, man. But you know, man, I love doing a show with you. All right. So like I was saying at the beginning of the show is that there's been this rumor that's been going on for about a couple weeks now that Marshawn Lynch, hometown, Oakland Raider, um, you know, he grew up a Raiders fan. He's from Oakland, uh, California. And there's just been this rumor that, Marshawn Lynch could come out of retirement to finish his career with the Oakland Raiders. And today, out of nowhere, he was the Oakland Raiders facility because when I first heard the news a couple of weeks ago, I'm thinking, Man, I mean, yeah, I could see that. I'd be good. You know, I mean, I, I have to see it when I believe it, you know, but nobody knew that he was traveling to the facility today. And, you know, he's told the officials, Raiders officials, that he will be unretiring to, and he wants to play for the Oakland Raiders. But there's a lot of dominoes have to fall, man, before this actually becomes official because the Seattle Seahawks still hold his rights. and But John Schneider, the general manager, and also the Raiders general manager, Reggie McKenzie at the owner's meeting had a good long conversation I've heard um, about this brewing, about this potentially going down. And he was on board with him actually going to the Raiders whenever he had got a chance to go out there to the facility and talk to him. And so... It remains to be seen, I mean, because, you know, if Marshawn Lynch, if the, you know, if the, if it's true, you know, he did tell the sources. He did tell the uh, Raiders um, officials that, you know, but we're going to hear from the horse's mouth. And if it is true, he's going to have to file his paperwork so that he can come back into the NFL. Um, and then he's also going to actually have a sit-down talk with the Seattle Seahawks officials and let them know, like John Snyder, the general manager, say, you know what? And I'm sure they'll probably do this, but if you sit down and say, can you guys go ahead and release me? Because right now, Seattle, they just signed Eddie Lacy a couple weeks ago, and they're loaded running back with uh, Thomas Rawls and Eddie Lacy and uh, um, the young kid out of Notre Dame who they drafted, CJ. um, I forget his last name. But, you know, so they're loaded at the running back position, but I think they will go ahead and grant Marshawn Lynch his release. And I don't know if they're going to release him or maybe try to make a trade but the thing of it is, Reggie McKenzie, he loves his draft picks. <laughs> so I can't see him party with any draft picks for uh, Marshawn Lynch. If he does, the Raiders do have two seventh-round picks. Um, so it'll probably be like a late-round pick maybe for Marshawn Lynch if they decide not to um, release him and want to go the trade route. But I just can't see a trade going down. But I actually do think this, this is going to happen. I think they're going to grant him his release. And there's also other news going on out of Seattle. Uh, Josh Snyder, the general manager, came out and did say that um, Richard Sherman is on the trade block. And there's no, uh, that's not false advertising. (laughs) That is actually true. And he said, hey, if anybody wants uh, Richard Sherman, go ahead and send your offers in. We're going to listen. And, you know, Richard Sherman, I don't know what his status with the team is. Um, You know, Richard Sherman's talking about he's not too happy about. These trade rumors, this and that. But then I was also reading on Silver and Black Pride, which is Oakland Raiders site, fan site, and uh somebody commented on it talking about, man, could you imagine if the Raiders got Marshawn Lynch and Richard Sherman? I mean that's a little doing a little too much, but if we did make the trade for Richard Sherman I will go ahead and say throw Sean Smith's ass in there because <laughs> they need another corner. I'll take uh, Richard Sherman, man, over Sean Smith, but I don't see that deal going down like that. Plus, man, he's coming in with a high um, salary cap figure, and the Raiders right now are trying to save enough money. I think they got about twenty-seven million dollars left in cap space right now, but they need to save that money, hold on to that money, try to get these long-term extensions done with quarterback Derek Carr and also with um, the pass rush superstar who was the two thousand sixteen. NFL defensive player of the year, Khalil Mack, and also the Pro Bowl guard, um, um, uh, my boy Gabe. Um, so I know they're going to try to get deals done for all three of those guys. So, um, yeah, Raiders got to get take care of their own guys. But, Chuck, let me just get your opinion on this, man. If Marshawn does come out of retirement, do you like this fit for the Raiders I mean, how much do you think he got left in the tank? I know we touched on Lil Marshawn a couple weeks ago, but we're going to make this topic real quick. And then also, let me get your take on, let's say if the Seahawks do go ahead and trade Richard Sherman, where do you think would be a good fit for him? Because the Patriots did come out today and say that if they lose Malcolm Butler to the Saints, that they will be interested in trading for
0: Richard Sherman. Well, let's start with the last question first obviously, any team could use another good corner, especially a corner at the caliber of Richard Sherman. Uh, you know, dude has a big mouth, but whatever, he can play. Uh, obviously, he's not as good as he used to be a couple years ago, but he's still a very good corner. He still can cover your number one guy, uh, you know, the, the your number one wide receiver. So, any team can use him, but obviously, you know, the Patriots would be a good fit. I mean, it's like I said, it's it, so many teams. I mean, every team. You can never have too many good. You can never have too many good corners. So any team could possibly pick them up. But I guess the Patriots uh, would be a good one at this point. Um, and you know, I don't like speculating much on these type of things. But uh, so yeah, so any like I said, any team could use them. Patriots are looking at them right now. Uh, obviously, them J-E-T Jets Jets could use them uh multitude of teams. And then to the first question, Marshawn Lynch, yeah, I see it would be a good fit. I think he still probably has some, something left in the tank. He had a year off, but now he ended up being rusty. He, how did he take care of his body during this year when he was off? Was he going to Krispy Kreme Donuts uh, every other day, you know, and not working out like that? You know, and only started working out the past couple of months when he – you know, decide to come back or during the entire time he was retired, did he take care of his body? Is he in great shape? If that's the case, he'd come back. He'd be a little rusty, but, you know, he'd go through a full training camp, preseason, all that stuff. He'd be ready for the season. You know, it'd be like riding a bike. So it'd definitely be a good fit. Uh, I guess he wants to, you know, play for his hometown team before they leave and become Las Vegas's hometown team. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a win win. Now, how much money is he asking for? You know, So yeah, it, it'd be it'd be a good look for the for the Raiders, definitely.
1: Yeah, and um, I think I don't I can't see Marshawn asking for too much because I'm sure General uh, Manager uh, Reggie McKenzie, Big Red, probably talking my look, man. You know we have we want you, but I'm telling you right now, this is our salary cap space. And I think, you know, he'll probably be like, you know, I'm, I'm, I've i been a year away from the game. You know, I'm probably willing to give you a little discount or something like that. But the thing Marshawn's probably most happy about this move is that you got an exciting young playmaker in Derek Carr. You got a franchise quarterback. I'm not saying there's no knock on Russell Wilson, but you remember when Marshawn came to Seattle, there was Matt Hasselbeck. And there's a big drop-off between Hasselbeck and Russell Wilson. But then again, in Oakland, you know, Marshawn has cars insurance. He has the great big walls in front of him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and that Raiders offensive line is the second best in the league. They were actually number one last year in the fewest sacks allowed. I mean, they protect their car. That's why I say their car insurance. <laughs> That's his insurance. But Marshawn has never had offensive line. Even when he came into the league with the Buffalo Bills, he never had a great offensive line. Seattle, you already know, man. Marshawn was Marshawn was working miracles back there, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he was the real musician back there, David Copperfield. I mean, he was making some some uh, magic happen back there all by himself. So, with that being said, man, the gear off, hopefully, you know, he's rejuvenated, body's good, he's he's actually in uh, uh, um, NFL playing shape, and he's got to be happy, man, with this offensive line. He could put up some big numbers, but, you know, we may be seeing, man, because this is all speculation right now, um, so hopefully, Marshawn, you know I'm a Raiders fan, come on to Oakland, man. Just come on to Oakland. All right, let's move on. We got some other big news coming out. Um, there's actually news here in Dallas, the Big D and Tony Romo. You know, Chuck and I fans, we, we used to always crack on Tony Romo. We used to call him Tony Chokemo because he was known to choke in the crucial moments. A lot of times. Tony who? Tony Choke Tony
0: uh, I ain't called him that. Eh? That's the first time I heard that.
1: Ah, uh, well, Tony Chokemo. Uh, that's me. That that was my phrase. My bad, man. I thought okay. you was going to bandwagon my Tony Chokemo, man, because he was a serious Nah, choker. I
0: wouldn't even. Nah, bro. I wouldn't get on that bandwagon.
1: Nah, I don't I, I. I, no, 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 t- I rather walk. <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, Tony came out with the announcement um, that he's decided to retire um, from football. And after retiring from football, he was later on employed a couple hours in that day um, after he made his announcement yesterday um, that he was employed by CBS Sports. And with CBS Sports, he will be replacing Phil Simms as an analyst and actually in the studio as well. Just a little brief um, history on Tony Romo. He entered the NFL in 2003 as an undrafted free agent out of eastern Illinois. Romo, man, you look at his career. He had a very solid, good NFL career. Um, you know, what it was his biggest issue was his durability. I mean, he only played uh, four full four 16-game season, just four times in his career. So, I mean, you know, like I said, Tony, if he didn't have those health issues, back issues, you know, maybe he would have had a longer career. But Tony Romo leaves the game 29th all-time in passing yards. Um, 21st all-time in TD passes with 248, and 4th all-time passer rating at 97.1. Now, I know some fans are sitting there saying, ah, but, man, come on, Neat, man, he's a Hall of Famer. No, nah, no, he's not a Hall oh, of Famer. What? Nah. Nope.
0: what? Who said some dumbass stuff I'm, like just saying, huh? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, no, I need to track them down. Who said that? Ignorant, dumb statement. I'm listen,
1: listen. You know I'm in Dallas, nap. man.
0: Give me a name. These people, these people. I'm not gonna put the name on air. These people
1: worship Tony Romo. Do you understand that? Last night, they lit up the whole downtown Dallas. We talking about all the buildings were lit up, and his jersey number was on side one of the big buildings. I was just like, wow. You know, Tony Lom- Romo. If you look at the history. Of the Dallas quarterbacks, he's probably what? Let me see. You got Roger Staubach, all time great, number one. Troy Aikman, probably number two. I would probably say yeah. Tony Romo will probably be the third best um,
0: Dallas Cowboys quarterback in their history, franchise history. But and that, and that would be, but uh, but that would be a reflection of their quarterbacks. They've had two great quarterbacks, and then they and then they had, and that's it. And then apparently Romo.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, like. Uh, and then, like, the city of Dallas, come on, you you running up your electric bill for a dude that gave you a <laughs> playoff win? Come on, man, like, you running up your electric bill for a guy that gave you one playoff victory.
1: Mm-hmm. Foolishness.
0: I just yep. say that, that's, just, that's just foolishness, man. Yep. It, and, and that goes because I just happened to see this article. I don't know if it was written yesterday, two days ago, whenever. And I think he just announced his retirement yesterday, right? So it was written yesterday, and I happened to see this headline from this. I don't even know who wrote it, or it was from one of those major publications. This idiot, right? He said Romo, Tony Romo. It might have been a Dallas newspaper. I don't know, but the guy said Tony Romo is the most, uh, is the most underrated quarterback there's ever been. That's BS. That's retarded. That's stupid because that's Ken Anderson. Ken Anderson is the most underrated quarterback there has ever been. Ken Anderson, and yes, I'm kind of biased, but my bias only led me to the fact that I know who Kent Anderson is. Otherwise, if I wasn't a Bengals fan, I wouldn't know who Kent Anderson is. Just like all the other fans, this is like, who can't Ken? Who's Kent Anderson? When he a wrestler or something? No, that's Arn Anderson. I'm talking about <laughs> Ken Anderson, the quarterback from the Bengals from the '70s to the '80s. He took the Bengals to the Super Bowl, mind you. I said he took the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl. He was, I think, he was one of the first quarterbacks. To, over, to throw over for almost 4,000 yards. And think about this. This is in the late 70s, early 80s. He almost threw for 4,000 yards. Throwing for 4,000 yards back then, I, that was like going to the moon because now Ooh, everybody right. throw for 4,000 yards. Back then, they ran the ball. The, the fullback, the fullback w- was in use. The running backs, we're talking about O.J. Simpson era, all the, you know, Herschel all those, the running back era, he threw for almost 4,000 yards, almost 30 touchdowns, and only 10 interceptions back in the early 80s. And he took his team to the Super Bowl. And then now Tony Romo going to Oh, he's the most underrated. Get out of here with that nonsense. He played in a (laughs) passing era. He played in the passing era with the greats of Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, all these great quarterbacks. He don't even sniff their draws. He He ain't even in that category. Like, he ain't even close to those dudes. Yeah, and it's not because he was because he was underrated, undervalued. Everybody knew who he He played for quote unquote America's team. Everybody knew who he was. And he got mm-hmm. a one playoff victory. Yeah, he put up some nice numbers. But he had weapons. He had a great he had a now, he had a Hall of Fame tight end. And he had a pretty damn good wide receiver. I mean, he had T O, who was a for a little that while with my quarterback. A, right. Hall of Fame wide receiver. And then he had Dez Bryant, which I, I don't know, his career ain't over yet, but a damn good wide receiver. You talk about he's the most underrated quarterback ever? Get out of here with that ridiculous, dumb nonsense. I wish I would have remembered so I could, so I could just put dude's name on blast right now. So the fans, but see, that's what he wants. He wants those clicks. Maybe that was Maybe that's what it was. He was playing chess on me. He wrote a dumbass. Uh, title to an article like that to get people to click on his article so he can get mm-hmm. points with his editor or whatever. Maybe that's what it is, man. I, mm-hmm. I'm falling for it, Nick. I'm, I'm over here playing checkers. Don't do it. But he's, playing chess, but he's playing chess with my ass. I'm getting all upset over that dumbass statement for no reason because he wanted me. So I did exactly what he wanted me. Well, no, I did because I didn't click on the article. I just saw that dumbass and <laughs> like, that's stupid. And I kept on about my day, you know, but everybody know, fans you fans of the Nika Chuck show, you should have no excuse now uh, not knowing who Ken Anderson is, the quarterback, former quarterback, system back. They him up. Tell tell your friends about him. Because that dude is the most underrated quarterback that's there's ever been. He, matter of fact, he almost has the same numbers. Dan Faust got a little bit better, a little bit better numbers than he do. But Dan Faust is a Hall of Famer. Which in my uh, we ain't gonna go there. But Dan Fouts is Hall of Fame. Kent Anderson almost has those uh same numbers. And Kent Anderson took his team to the Super Bowl where they lost to uh Hall of Famer and Joe Montana against the 49ers. So I ain't trying to hear that. Tony Romo, he was he was a decent quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. That's mm-hmm. that's it. Like he put up some like he put up some great numbers, but he played in the era where uh well, you know what? He put up some good numbers. and He played in the era where there was at least five quarterbacks that put up better numbers than him. And they might have had less talent because Dallas, yeah, they just got a great offensive line a couple years ago. But, but he's had Witten most of his damn career, or all of his career pretty much. Like I said, I talked about the, the great number one wide receiver and all he got was one playoff win. You know, so but yeah, Tony. That's my Tony Romo rant. He was he was an okay quarter. He was a good quarterback in an era of great quarterbacks. He ain't even he's nowhere sniffing those other quarterbacks I mentioned. This other ones out there. Matter of fact, I would take Philip Rivers over Tony Romo. You crazy? Now now hold on, Chuck. Me. Now now hold on, Chuck.
1: Switch, man,
0: switch man, them. Nah, nah, switch them. Put Philip Rivers on that Dallas Cowboys team instead of instead of Romo.
1: Now, nah, nah, hold on, Chuck, man. If Terrell Owens was here right now, you know what he'd be saying.
0: That's my quarterback you're talking about. That's my quarterback. <laughs> I, I don't give a damn. And you know what? T.O., I love T.O. I think he a Hall of Famer. I love I love T.O. But you know what? T.O. wouldn't play with a guy like Phillip Rivers. Because you know Phillip Rivers ain't going to take that. Yeah, I mean, he played... I ain't going to say mentally... Because you have to be mentally tough to be, be NFL quarterback. I'm not trying to knock them in any way. But he played with quarterbacks that uh, how can I be political about this he played with quarterbacks that put the team that was able to put their ego in the background and it was able and did not open a mouth or you know or tolerate the things that supposed alleged things that T.O. did are said about his quarterbacks you know uh, you know Tony Romo um, Carson Palmer. He didn't really say much about Carson Palmer. Uh yo, who's your Boy from uh Garcia. Uh Donovan mean Nab. All of those those people that was kinda they, they kinda was political about it and go out there. You know Phillip Rivers wouldn't go take that. I mean they would have been they would have been out there fighting. Phillip Rivers 20 kids would have been surrounded, they had been in a big circle <laughs> screaming fight, 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 you know, like you should do after school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, Philip Rivers, so T.O. couldn't have played with Phillip Rivers. But my point is, is that take put Phillip Rivers on those Cowboys teams instead of Tony Romo. Come on, man. It, it would have been a wrap, dude. But anyway, my point is, Tony Romo, good quarterback, doing an era of great quarterbacks. You know what? He's going to go into the, the Cowboys, hall, ring of fame or whatever. And yeah, That's about as far as he's getting. All right. All right, Chuck, one minute to answer each one of these
1: questions, man. I got a quick question for you about this uh, Romo fallout. So, with Romo announcing, making this news, his big announcement. Hold
0: on, well, quick question. Why is it a fallout? Why did you say that? Well, no, no, because I'm about to get into it right now. So,
1: actually, I don't want to say the fallout, but <laughs> because Romo's made his announcement that he's retiring, uh, CBS has hired him to replace analyst Phil Sims. Phil Sims is very upset about this move because he's been the voice of CBS, and he's been partnering partner with Jim Nance for, what, the last 10, 15 years? I can't remember. They've been together for a long time. So with that being said, man, Chuck, I just got to get your quick opinion on this part. How, how do you feel about this, man, if you feel Sims, man, CBS let you know, like, hey, we're making an announcement live. Here it is, breaking news. We've hired Tony Romo. <laughs> he's never been done, uh commentary before, never done broadcasting, but he's going to be replacing our longtime analyst, uh, Phil Sims. So how do you think Phil Sims is feeling right now, man? And, and, and what's your take on this, man, uh, Tony Romo going to broadcasting?
0: All right, I got two point of views on this. I give my point of view first. You ask me how I feel and then how – Sims should feel me personally, Chuck from the Nika Chuck Show, I love it. I couldn't stand Phil Sims. Good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> good riddance. And I even remember, didn't the Broncos fans, the Denver Broncos fans, like one of his punk Denver fans, one of his but retired or not retired, <laughs> but banned from uh doing uh Broncos games. I with the Bengals fans when they did that. Good riddance, Phil Sims. You had a cake job, sucked at it. Suck is a relative term because there's people that were out there a lot worse than Phil Sims, but Phil Sims was pretty damn bad. Let's, let's just be straight about it. I mean, he's not, he's not nearly as bad as Chris Collinsworth. I would I would listen to Phil Sims all day to keep from having to hear five words from Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> and Chris Collinsworth played for my Cincinnati Bengals. He was on a Super Bowl team that went to the Super Bowl, but Phil, but Chris Collinsworth is is horrible, like with a capital H. And Phil Sims. A little bit better than that, but by not by much. So from from Nick or from Chuck from the Nick and Chuck show, Phil Sims, written. they need to take Jim Nance's ass with you. But anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll take half of that. Now if I'm now if I'm Phil Sims, I would be pissed off. I mean, how how old is he? I think he's sixty some years old, sixty two years old, however old he is. He uh-huh. had a cake job. He had a cake. Imagine, it. you sitting there. I know you don't like sweets like that. Let me see. You, but you love cheesecake, don't you? Uh, that's right. all right. Uh, no, no, no. What, what's, what's that? What's the thing that you? Oh, you love chocolate chip cookies from that, that mm. place over in Beverly Hills. What's it called? Mm. Over in uh, Brentwood. What's it called?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I only went there one time. I can't remember right now. Didi Reese, something like that.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, imagine, so you just had a buffet of that stuff in front of your face, and they said, at it, meat, eat all you want. And, bef- and you up there, you digging it, you take your first bite, mm, smack it too good. Sounded like z Take that second bite, mm, smack it too good. Sounded like z And then before you take that third bite, somebody come over and take it, take that cookie out your hand and take all them cookies from you, and now you're just sitting there with an empty table. That's what Phil Sims had. He had the easiest, kickiest job in the world. He talked about football. He got paid to go and watch football and to run his big mouth. The easiest freaking job in the like, uh, that's the most. You know, you and I need. We that's the most amazing job, amazingest job in the world. Like maybe besides maybe being an astronaut or something. You get paid to watch football and talk about it. And you get paid a lot of money. Your hotel paid for You get a $120 stipend or whatever. You have a steak, anything you want. Uh, you go around, people know who you are, and you work two days a week. The kick is, and that's just been taken from him. Hell yeah, he should be mad. I'd be mad as hell, man. I would walk up at CBS, man, they, I don't know. I was gonna say you can't say these things nowadays, but we, this is Nikki Chen, so we're gonna see it. I walked up to CBS like I'm a terrorist, man. I'll be whooping everybody ass, dude. Security guard, I know you're just getting this paycheck, brother. I'm sorry, but you, but you work for these bastards. He gonna take, he gonna take a left. Yeah. Walk in there, the receptionist. I ain't for that domestic violence. I don't hit women, but you gotta take a right, lady, because you work for CVS. <laughs> I'd be mad as hell walking in there, man. You just take this cake easy job from me because it's like he's retired. He get paid. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I, w- I would be steaming if I was him, but you know what? He can't do that because all he has to do, he has his resume. I don't really know if he has connections like that. He's been with CBS a long time. Like I said, he wasn't very good. So it's not like he's going to be able to move over like to go to Fox or anything like that. Like what happened with, you know, Colin Cowherd went from ESPN and then Fox Sports picked him up. Fox Sports Radio picked him up. I don't think Philson is going to be able to do that Uh and I think he's just going to go off in the sunset, which is cool. I know his son ain't playing in the league no more, so he ain't got to go to his son' game. I don't know what he's going to do, but he got plenty of money. He's going to be all right. Just go home home in your lake and go fishing or something like that. He's going to be all right. I don't feel sorry for him in the least bit.
1: And you know what, Phil Sims, man? I got to go ahead and play for you, man, because you sitting in that room, you got your feet up next thing you know, man, you hear this loud sound. You ready, Phil? This is how it goes.
0: Step aside,
1: Brooks.
0: <laughs> man, Tony
1: Romo, the CBS management team, came on in that room. <laughs> Step aside, Phil Sims. <laughs> You're right.
0: <laughs> yep, go get the gimp. Yep, and then after that, Phil Sims sitting there still pissed off. He wanted to make that phone call to his lawyers. You know what he had to go ahead and say? Go on and get the gimp. <laughs> yeah, yep.
1: man. So, yeah, yeah. You know, Phil Sims pissed off. Got on that phone to lawyers, and he was trying to leave. And CBS management, even Tony Rumble sitting there saying, you know what? Since he he, he can't cooperate, go on and get yeah, go on and get them. But anyway, we just having fun with this, man. But anyway, we got to move on. Let's get to this. AFC North uh, recapping the free agency in this division. But there was also some news from a big team of this division, a big trade that just happened um, yesterday as well. The Ravens trade defensive tackle Timmy Jernigan and their third-round comp pick number 99 to the Eagles for their third-round pick number 74, in return man the ravens you guys must have some big confidence in willie henry and michael pierce i know willie henry was hurt last year but a promising young kid be tackle out of michigan man a couple years ago um who you guys got man i love willie henry i think you know i don't know how he's gonna be as a pro but if he can bring you know how he played that fire that passion man from michigan man hopefully you know he, he can actually do some things in this league um, but, man, my question is now, Ravens, Ozzie Newsome, are you guys going to go after Malik McDowell in that first round? Um, are you guys going to target wide receiver? Because, you know, like I said, we about to touch on these Ravens here in a second because we know um, right now you don't have a number two receiver. I mean, if you want to say Mike Wallace, you're number one receiver, but yeah, you guys hurting right there. And for the Eagles, man, this is a great value for the Eagles. I mean, to get Timmy Jernigan. For, um, you know, for at least a year without giving up a pick, not even have to give up a draft pick. We talking about a comp pick, man. I'm talking about a draft pick. They don't have to give up none of the draft picks, man, for Timmy Journey again. And just think about it, man. General manager Joe Douglas for the Philadelphia Eagles. This is how you earn your money. Man, great job right here. And just think about what's going to be happening, man, to them opposing uh, posing, um, offensive lines. Trying to block the Hellified Tandem and Fletcher Cox and Timmy Jernikin. Both these guys can push the pocket from the interior. Woo, boy, I'm telling you, man, ain't no sunshine in Philadelphia, boy. They're going to be wreaking havoc this year, but that's the big trade that just happened in spite of that uh, Tony Romo news yesterday. All right, let's start off these Ravens, man. Like I just said, man, uh, let's recap their free agency so far. Um, they signed uh, a cornerback, former Cowboys cornerback, Brandon Carr, former Chargers running back, Danny Woodhead, and safety, former Arizona Cardinal, Tony Jefferson. So, like I just said, man, who's going to be the number two receiver? We know Steve Smith retired, you got Mike Wallace. I mean, yeah, Mike Wallace went over 1,000 yards last year, but he's really not number one receiver in my eyes. Um, they need a defense in. I mean, you know, journey has gone. I mean, if they're really going to go big with um, – um, you know, in their defense, they run the D-in and D-tackle and the nose tackle. But, I mean, who's who's going to play? I mean, opposite. I mean, I'm just looking at this D-line right now. I'm just like, okay, Doomerville's gone. So, who's going to play the Doomerville role and the Jernigan role? So, maybe they probably go in the draft, maybe go after Carl Lawson out of Arburn. That could be a good pickup right there. Um, offensive line, right tackle. I mean, Ricky Wagner's gone. So who you guys gonna go with with Ricky Wagner, who's gonna replace him? Maybe they're gonna go with James Hurst, who started three games last year. And then the middle linebacker, CJ Mosley, holding down the one spot. But man, who who's gonna hold down the other spot? I mean, you got Jerry Davis, I think it'll be a great pickup him in the first round from Florida. So the Ravens, yeah, you guys are talented, you guys always in it every year. But you guys got some major questions and some major positions. Chuck, so what do you think about yeah. these Ravens, man?
0: Nah, you hit it on the head. This is not your daddy's Ravens. This is not your older brother Ravens. I mean, these Ravens uh, look, look totally different. We know the Baltimore Ravens are known for their tough defense. Uh, the past few years, they've been able to put up some points with that with Captain Checkdown, aka Joe Flacco. Uh, but like you said, Neat. I mean, you went through all the positions. I don't really don't see. That talent, that skill out there like that. Yeah, Mike Wallace had over 1,000 yards last year, but he only had four touchdowns. Uh, He did play all 16 games, which is great. But like you said, he's not a number one wide receiver. At least we don't see him as being a number one wide receiver. Maybe he he thinks he's a number one wide receiver, but he would be wrong. So uh, that offense has a lot of question marks. Uh, but they still have, in my opinion, the best guard in the league, Marshall Yanda. I know he missed a few games last year uh, due to injury. Uh, but I think it was his shoulder, and I think he should be all good, you know, for the beginning of the season. Uh, so that's always a plus. And then on that defensive side of the ball, they always got my man. You know, I love him to death. Terrell Suggs, one of my favorite all-time players. And you know that's got to – as being a Bengals fan, you know, that's he. I really got to love him to be saying that. But, yeah, uh, T. Sizzle, whatever his nickname is, Terrell Suggs, they still got him. Still put up eight sacks last year. Uh, love the dude. Uh, but, you know, what's going on with them other linebacker spots? Yeah, C.J. Mosley, you know, he had a pretty productive year last year. Uh, it. I look, to him, I look for him to improve this year, picking up Timmy Jernican. Great move. Great move by them. Uh, but this Brett Urban. Well, they, tra- they you traded. They you- traded again. Well, trade. Well, that's what I meant. They picked him up, traded him. Same difference. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, your boy Brent Urban. Uh, you know what you what you got for me this year? You know what I mean? Like you, you've been in the league a few years and really put numbers up like that. Uh, now it's your time. It's time for you to step up. You know what I mean? Continue to step up. Last year, you know you you played in a lot of games, but you ain't do too much. You know, so will he go co- with this year? Will he go co- in? Will he be the starter? You know, I don't know. We'll see what happens through training camp. Uh, I'm sure these positions will be addressed in the draft. They got a lot of holes to fill on offense and defense side of the ball, but you know what? They got the man with the plan that can do it. You know, Izzy Newsom, he's a great GM. Uh, so he's going to be tested this offseason. He's made so far. He's made some good moves to try to plug some of those holes, and now he's going to try to fill up a, a few more of those holes with this draft. You know, maybe get two or three rookies that be able to co- contribute right a, uh, right away uh, this upcoming season, and we'll see what they do. But I think the I think the Ravens are going to be in trouble this year. Uh, I don't think it's going to be too rosy. But you know what? Every year they come out and fight. They have a great head coach, great organization. Uh, you know, so. We'll see what they do. But, my, you know, I wouldn't put my money on them winning the Super Bowl. All right. Pittsburgh
1: Steelers. Now, you know, with these Steelers, man, they're just like the Bengals. They don't really spend much money in free agency because they address their team needs in the draft. And, you know, I like that. I mean, they built the draft. I mean, that's what a lot of teams that are constantly winning every year, constantly going, uh, consistently going to the playoffs each year and out. Because they, they build their team through the draft. They do it the right way. Steelers, like I said, they made a couple low-key signings. They signed defense in former first-round pick Jacks, uh, first-round pick Tyson Lulu. Lulu. Uh, they also signed cornerback Cody Sensiball, uh running back Niles Davis, and wide receiver Justin Hunter. Now, quick question, Steelers. You saw what running back D'Angelo Williams did for you guys last year. So I'm trying to figure this out. Are you guys going to re-sign <clears throat> D'Angelo Williams closer to training camp or closer to the start of the season? Because this is just kind of surprising me that you go ahead and sil- sign Niall Davis, but you don't bring back D'Angelo Williams, who won about three or four games for you guys last year. I mean, you know, seriously, like, I don't know, that's kind of a head scratch right now. But for the Steelers, like I said, they'll address all these positions in the draft. They need They need an edge defender, bad. James Harrison, he's 39 years old and then on the other side, you got Bud Dupree, but um, right now, who else do you have? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they need an edge defender really bad, so hopefully they can target that in the first couple rounds. Middle linebacker, they lost Lawrence Timmons. We know Ryan Shazier is locked in, uh, but behind him. I mean, I know they have Vince Williams but he hasn't played much. So, yeah, like, <laughs> like who, who who's Vince Williams? Yeah, So he hasn't played much. Um, So Jared Davis made Raekwon McKillen. Those guys will be great draft picks for the Steelers if they take them in the first and second round. Um, Cornerback. Still a question every year, man. I mean, to me, it's still a question to me. Yeah, I know Artie Burns. He had a good rookie season. Um, He showed that the NFL game wasn't too big for him. But I'm not sold on Ross Ross Cockrell, man. He's decent number two. And you know William Gay, he's 32 years old. Um, So I think Corn Elder will be a great late round uh, pick for them. I know Cinquez Golden, they drafted a couple of years ago, but man, his season was cut short with an injury, so we got to see if he's going to be ready, but like I said, man, these Steelers, they know what to do. They're always in the playoffs every year. I'm sure Mike Tomlin, they're going to address these needs, so we'll see.
0: Yeah. Uh, you had a thorough, thorough review of the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. My only comment is, I think the issue maybe with D'Angelo Williams is uh, he's getting some love from other teams, so, you know, maybe he wants to leave. But also, I think the reason they may not have signed him just yet, uh, I'm not sure how it works, uh, works, but maybe it has something to do with veteran signings, you know, how teams normally, you know, if they're not a top free agent, they usually wait to you know, sign veterans close closer to training camp. Uh I think it has something to do with the guaranteed money. I'm not sure. It, something like that. So maybe that's why the Steelers are, you know, taking a step back. And, you know, and the reason there's plenty of veteran there's plenty of veterans out there available in free agency that haven't signed with teams that can still play. that haven't signed with teams yet. So I'm sure as we get closer to training camp, D'Angelo Williams—he would definitely latch on to some team, and you know what, the, it might—it might just be the Steelers. But at this point in time, I think—I think it has something to do with contract. You know, I might just be pulling it out of my ass, but I think it has something to do with the guaranteed money after a certain date when you sign, you know, veteran, uh, veteran free agents where the money is not guaranteed or something like that. I don't know, but yeah. I think that's my what it might be.
1: All right, we got a couple minutes left on the show. All right, Cleveland Browns. Ooh, man, every year, it's the same question. Who in the hell is going to be their quarterback? <laughs> you look at their free agency, we thought they were maybe going to target one of those quarterbacks, maybe Jay Culler or somebody, but nah, they ain't do that. They said, you know what, we're going to go ahead and get Brock Wilder. And um, I still think that's trade bait. I still think he won't be on the open-day roster. I don't give a damn what Hugh Jackson is saying. That, oh, yeah, he's going to compete for a starting quarterback. Yeah, 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 we'll see. Um, the Browns, uh, they signed. They load up on offensive line this year. I mean, they signed center, former Packers center, J.C. uh, former Bengals guard, Kevin Zyler. Um, They also signed wide receiver, former Rams wide receiver, Kenny Britt. And, like I said, they brought in Brock Osweiler. Now, you look at the Browns' needs and questions, man, whew, like I said, quarterback, I think they should trade for Jimmy G. Go ahead and give up them second-round, all them second-round picks. Go ahead and trade for him. I, don't, I wouldn't say give up a first round. I would say package those three twos and maybe a late round, and that should be good enough for Jimmy G. Um, if they don't trade for Jimmy G, we know, number one, they're going to take Miles Gear, But number 12, I do like Patrick Mahomes, the kid quarterback from Texas Tech, um, because this kid has the strongest arm in the draft. And we know that Hugh loves the big-arm, deep-ball quarterbacks, man. So I think he'll be a great fit for the Cleveland Browns right there, number 12. If they don't go with him um, at number 12, they do need a free safety or a strong safety. They actually need a whole new secondary because <laughs> Ed Reynolds is not the answer of free safety. Uh, Campbell has potential the strong safety spot, but I think Malik Hooker will be a good pickup for them at number 12 um, if they can try to get him or if they don't. Maybe in that second round, take Marcus Williams, uh, the safety, out of Utah. Big physical in-the-box safety, man. Be a great pickup for them right there um, in that second round.
0: I got a question for you, Neek. What Go ahead. Why are you so high I'm assuming, you're, why are you so high on Jimmy G for the Browns?
1: <sighs> it's not that I'm, I'm, I'm so high on him. It's just that when I look what I think the Browns are going to try to do, because you just don't bring in no damn Brock Osweiler to take on that contract. That's just stupid, right there. So, like yeah, I, said, that was, I think that was they're. Part of it. Yeah, I think they're 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 getting all these picks to make this trade for Jimmy G. Now, this is Hugh, man. This ain't me. This is Hugh. I think Hugh likes Jimmy G. I think he's what's going to fit their team. Now, if he doesn't do it. Like I said, you know, I, I'm not wrong on this. I'm just thinking what Hugh might do. But if he doesn't do it, he'll take
0: a quarterback in the draft. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you broke down the Browns. I mean, I, I'm i not going to say anything because it ain't going to be nothing positive. And I'm trying to put a positive spin on things towards the end of the show. All right, so Chuck, let's finish with your bingles, man. You go ahead and break I your bingles, man, real quick. You got two minutes left. Come on. Break my Bengals. I ain't ready for this. Nigga. I ain't got my paperwork. I ain't ready to break my But You know what? That's all right. I'm going to try anyway. My Cincinnati Bengals. So this offseason has definitely been a disappointment when you look at it, especially from a fan's perspective and for the team. I mean, we've lost some big free agents, and it's been two years in a row that we've lost, Hugh, we, we've lost starters. We've lost pro bowlers. I mean, last year, Marvin Jones, Mohammed Sanu, uh, and we lost somebody else. Anyway, we lost those two last year. They was both starters. One was start on a, a Super Bowl team. Marvin Jones was, was great with the Lions. Uh, this year, man, we lost freaking uh, Andrew Whitworth, which hurt the most. Andrew Whitworth hurt the most. I, I Like I, I've said many times on the show, I think he is one of the best tackles in the league. He's one of the best offensive linemen, period, because he can play tackle. He can play guard. Actually, I thought he was better at guard. Because he was just dominant all around, he just vicious, but we lost him that hurt cornerstone leader of the team uh did you know they cut Ray Malaluga. uh you know what he was a hindrance in in the passing game, uh he's okay in the run game, so he wasn't worth the money, so I ain't really too upset about that uh then we lost uh like you mentioned earlier, we lost our guard to the browns who overpaid for his ass, uh but he was a great player. And, you know, so we sorely missed. But if you step back, if fans, if you step back and take a closer look, the only thing that really hurt, the only loss we really had was Andrew Whitworth. The other guys, I mean, we're not going to overpay for a guard. It's great to have a great guard. I just mentioned Marshall Yonder earlier in the show. He's the best guard in the league. It's great to have an offensive lineman. So, yes, fans, I understand we lost our two best linemen on a horrible, (laughs) on a horrible offensive line last year. But you know what? These young guys, that's why we drafted uh, Cedric he and Fisher in the first round a couple of years ago. It's now time for these dudes to step up. Yes, they performed poorly last year, but now's the time to step up. This is what you drafted them for. So let's see what happens. They brought back Andre Smith, and they moving him to guard, which I think is an excellent move. I mean, that dude is a monster when it comes to the run block. He's shaped like a guard, you know, more round and tall and lean. So I, I think I think that should improve the guard position uh, so that's a good move. The real question mark these two young tackles. Uh, you know what? We re-signed re- some of our, <clears throat> re- our own players. And then we brought in uh, your boy, Kevin Mentor, linebacker. Uh, I think he was with, what, Arizona last year? Uh, the yeah. linebacker out of Louisiana State. Uh, put up 81 tackles last year, uh, three and a half sacks. I think he's only like 26 years old. So, just in its off season, people were complaining about all oh, how the Bengals are all old and stuff like that, but now we got younger and I think we're running out of time, Neek. So take us out.
1: <laughs> all right, on that note, fans, we'll see you next week.